Good evening. Welcome to this very special occasion. We're glad you're here. This is President Graves' second annual report to the Board of Trustees and to the NBC community. We are here to celebrate what God has been doing, what he is doing, and what he will do through uh, this place that's set aside for his purposes. Tonight as we gather to hear our president's report, Dr. Graves has asked that uh, at this time we have three of our graduating seniors, or at least those who are approaching graduation, to come and share briefly a testimony of what God has meant to them as they have been here at Nazarene Bible College. Virginia Youngerman will be the first one to testify and share her testimony. Virginia is a Christian education and Christian counseling major. Following Virginia will be John Bell, who is a pastoral ministries major. And following that will be Ricky Grimes, who is a Christian counseling major. Good evening. My name is Virginia, and don't think God will not take you out of your comfort zone. I want to tell you how uh, the college has made an impact on my life, besides the time and the money that it's cost. I checked into different colleges that were available and read their mission statements. People do read these things. I like what the Bible college had to say. I was looking for more Bible classes since I wasn't getting enough from what my old church Bible studies were offering. Some of you do know, and some of you don't, but I was called to start a boys' ranch for unwanted teen boys. I want them to know that God loves them and to offer them a better way of life besides the streets and even possibly prison. I signed up originally for Christian education major with an emphasis, hopefully, on Bible and theology because that's what I wanted to um, study originally. After my first year, though, I found out that the counseling program, I found it was available and decided that the boys would be dealing with the issues I never could have dreamed of. I would certainly need help in this area. This led me to the field of Christian counseling. This has been very helpful also because I'm a nurse and I do work at Fort Carson. I am a nurse case manager and I work with wounded warriors that are coming back from the battlefield. I've also used it with working with the Springs Rescue Mission, where I performed my internship. I always wondered how the Bible classes, Christian education, and heaven forbid, my introduction to music ministry <laughs> would affect me. Don't ever think that God doesn't have a plan for each class you are required to take. Where the ranch is located, there is only a Catholic church that was built in the 1800s. So if I have the ranch out there, I'm going to have to hold classes and possibly even start a small church in a guest house or a yurt that we plan on building. The Bible and Christian education classes have been very essential. Sunday school can be held anywhere. This is where the music ministry classes will also help with the integration of the music and the message that God has for people. You see, you never know how God can and will use what you have learned here to help further the kingdom of God, if you will only let him. Thank you. Good evening. My name is John Bell, and I'm a former Marine. And I went into the Marine Corps right after high school, never saw myself coming to a place like this. But God did call me here, and I am truly thankful for that. It took him 12 years and many other doors to open and close on me, but he got me here. Upon arriving, I did not know what to expect. I knew what high school was like and how boring the teachers were, so I figured the professors here would be the same way. <laughs> and the first year, some of them did seem to be kind of boring and laid back, but <laughs> sorry. After uh, many years, I found that they all had a great sense of humor, and I count them all as friends. And I'd just like to say that the professors and staff are all top-rate right here. I 
compare them, put them up against any other school, and they'd outbest them all. And I'd just like to say thank you all for your prayers and for all that I've learned through you. And the many friendships that I've made here is outrageous. Some have already graduated and moved on and have churches of their own, so we keep in contact. And they are friendships that will never be lost. And they are all friendships that God has blessed me with. And I'd just like to say to the students that are coming in, that will be coming in, that God has called you here for a specific reason, just as he has called all of us here. And my wish for you, my prayer for you, is to stay the course. And when times get hard, and they will, stay the course. And remember, as Romans 8, 37 says, that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I know I was told to keep this to one page, but when you print it in 16 font, as I have to now, it becomes two pages. So forgive me, Dr. Graves. I'd just like to share briefly tonight how Nazarene Bible College has helped me in a twofold defining and refining aspect in the development of my call to ministry. Now, I came to this campus, like many of you, with a family, a moving van, and a call. This call was enough to carry my family and I 1,464 miles across this country from the great state of Ohio here to Colorado Springs. But as to what this call was all about, I was very unclear. As I began my tenure here at NBC, I found myself ministering to the other students on the campus. This was the first defining moment of my call. These campus halls, the student center, and this chapel became places of ministry for me. I sensed and sought out those who needed an encouraging word, a warm smile, and prayer. Now, after surviving a couple of years on this campus, I began to doubt my call, though. These doubts came from confusion over what I was being specifically called to do for my Lord. All I kept hearing about was a call to preach. Now, I knew this was a crucial element of my call, but I was not sure this was my specific call. Thankfully, though, we are blessed with wise and discerning professors and administrators. One professor in particular, Dr. Like, took time to sit down with me one day and he helped me sort all this out. I left that office, his office, that day assured of my call. From that moment on, I knew I was called to be a pastor. This, my friends, was the defining moment at NBC for me. I now had a direction in my life to continue my ministry preparation. From that moment on, the refining aspect of my call began to take shape. Knowing preaching was not my area of giftedness, I sought up ways to shore up this aspect of my ministry. NBC provided all I needed for this to come to fruition. From the knowledge I gained in Bible, biblical language and theology classes along with preaching labs to the passion I developed for publicly reading God's word in oral interpretation I became more comfortable as my role as a preacher but the most important area which has helped me in refining this crucial element of pastoral ministry was in the chaplaincy program provided through NBC for the past five years, I have gained confidence, the confidence I needed, not to mention a year's worth of preaching manuscripts, which will be most helpful, but it gave me the confidence to enter into a pulpit ministry. So I say thank you, NBC, for helping me in the personal struggle I had with defining my call, and even more so, the all-important task of guiding me in the refining of my call to ministry. Thank you.
thanks to the God who's made all this possible. I would uh, invite you to stand as we pray together. Oh, Father, we know that you are the awesome one. Before there was anything, there was you. And then, by your word, by the power of your own might, you called into existence all there is. And we stand together here tonight, rejoicing in your handicraft and in your power. We thank you. We thank you. From the very beginning, from the very beginning, your plan had that part in it that would result in our redemption. You sought us out, and by your Holy Spirit, and by the faithful preaching of your word, we heard that Jesus died and rose again, that we might have eternal life. And you wooed us and won us. We thank you. We thank you. And now, Lord, miracle of all miracles, you have called us. You, you spoke our name. You pointed some directions. And little by little we came about until now as we heard in this testimony. Your calling is clear and powerful. Father, we realize that there may be some students yet in whom that process is still at work. And yet we are confident that it will be so. And so it is for this too. We thank you. We thank you. We gather tonight, Father, then in the presence of so many miracles. Each one here with a story. Each one here with guidance by your great spirit. Salvation by your wondrous son and a plan by your, own, by your own choosing. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And now, Lord, as we look forward to this time for our president's report, would you inspire in him the vision that would inspire all of us? We ask it in the name of you who are the Father, he who is the Son, and wondrous Holy Spirit, God three in one. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I have uh, an opportunity to make some very quick announcements, uh, not announcements, but introductions. Um, if you're in one of these categories, would you please stand? You're not a member of the Board of Trustees or a spouse of that person. Would you stand, please? Come on, you can do this. They're tenuous. Board of Trustees, I want to introduce these people. These people are the miracles. They're God-called men and women. <laughs> Students, staff, visitors, faculty members, thank you for standing. Now would you be seated. Now, let me introduce the Board of Trustees of Nazarene Bible College, men and women who have been selected and who have given of their time, their energies, their money, and their great wisdom and their strength to help lead this institution, the Board of Trustees and spouses of Nazarene Bible College. Please stand. Would you join in welcoming them? It is my privilege to introduce the Vice Chairman of the Board of Trustees of uh, Nazarene Bible College, Dr. Roy Rogers, who will make further introductions. Sir. Seems like just yesterday we had gathered here in one of those ominous moments in the life of the institution. 
we were in transition. We were searching for a new president. If you will remember, you were praying as students. We were praying as a board of trustees. And in the wisdom of Almighty God, he led us to the president for this hour. He served the Church of the Nazarene as a very successful pastor, as a district superintendent, churchman par excellence. It's my privilege this evening to introduce you a friend, a colleague, a man I respect greatly. Would you join me in welcoming our president to this platform at this time? Dr. Harold Graves. Thank you. Well, thank you. You may be seated. Got to get you back to class, so. I know, I, know, I know the plan here, just keep clapping and we'll go right on through. <laughs> it's a joy for me to, to stand before you tonight and, and bring this my second report. Uh, chairman Pro Tem Roy Rogers, uh, most of you know we have reported that our chairman, Dr. Brian Wilson, uh, underwent a heart procedure the first week of March and is unable to be with us uh, Thankfully, God is touching his body and he's recovering, and we give thanks to God for that tonight. So Chairman Pro Tem Roy Rogers, trustees and spouses, fellow cabinet members, distinguished faculty, faithful staff, students, and friends of Nazarene Bible College, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning, God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dr. J.I. Packer wrote in the March 2008 issue of Christianity Today, The high spots of my life present themselves in retrospect as a series of surprises, happy surprises, from the hand of a very gracious God. In this report, I will give an account of the work of Nazarene Bible College in the past year. It represents the collective effort of the special people who have devoted themselves to the significant purpose of this college. In retrospect, it is a narrative of happy surprises from the hand of a very gracious God. Nazarene Bible College is a sacred place sanctified by God and set apart by the church. Since 1967, the college has set upon this holy hill in the shadow of majestic mountains and in the midst of a growing city to fulfill divine, a divinely ordained mission. Through the years, students have heard the call of God, pulled up stakes, and moved to this sacred place to prepare for the calling upon their lives. This past year, administrators visited 55 district assemblies in the United States. We were inspired by alumni describing their NBC experience. It was a story of happy surprises from the hand of a very gracious God. Only eternity will reveal the spiritual impact this sacred place set on this holy hill has had upon the church that has set us apart as a professional school of ministry. In 1983, the college developed a contextual educational program which focused on training multicultural ministerial students who could not attend a traditional college. This innovative program, now called the Alliance for Ministry Development, was the beginning of a new paradigm for the college. The reach of an NBC education was not limited to the Colorado Springs campus, as extension sites sprung up across the country. By 1986 and 87, extension education centers no longer limited to multicultural ministerial students were offering NBC college credit given on the spot 
to students who had never been to the campus in Colorado Springs. By 1999, the extension centers had become an accreditation liability for the college. And the decision was made to discontinue NBC credit on the spot in favor of a portfolio system for academic recognition. It is difficult to gather definitive data determining the impact extensions had on campus enrollment. However, we can conclude that extension education was the beginning of distance education for NBC. In 1998, NBC launched online education. This innovative program filled the gap left by the decision to limit distance education to a portfolio system and continued a distance education paradigm that commenced in 1983. Today, Nazarene Bible College continues to expand its influence from coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. We have students in Canada, England, Europe, Ethiopia, India, Indonesia, Israel, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, and Zambia. Additionally, we have students sitting in our classes from Caribbean Nazarene College in Trinidad, European Nazarene College in Switzerland, Crossroads College in Rochester, Minnesota, which is a Christian Churches, Church of Christ institution, Free Will Baptist College in Nashville, Tennessee, Trevecca Nazarene University, and Wesley College in Florence, Mississippi. This year, we have a record enrollment of 958 students. This includes 603 in our degree programs and 355 in ministry preparation program. This is the largest enrollment in the degree programs since 1978 and the largest enrollment since we instituted the four-year baccalaureate program in 1991. This fall, we had the first enrollment gain on the Colorado Springs campus since 1995. As the leader of this college, I have not given up on the vision of a vibrant, effective, and growing campus community. The reality that Nazarene Bible College has expanded its reach and influence beyond Colorado Springs does not lessen the, sac lessen the sacredness of this place, sanctified by God and set apart by the church. It simply means that our mission is not limited by space, time, or potential. This has been a year of happy surprises from the hand of a very gracious God. Nazarene Bible College has a distinctive, definitive, and developed purpose that drives us forward. Our purpose, our statement of purpose recognizes and articulates the distinctive nature of our mission. Nazarene Bible College exists to glorify Jesus Christ as Lord by preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world. Let me ask you, have you ever noticed how things are at times hidden in plain sight? Take FedEx, for instance. What do you see on the slide now? The FedEx logo, right? Well, hidden in plain sight is an arrow in the FedEx logo. According to Federal Express spokesman Jess Bunn, the arrow was intentional as a secondary design element. The arrow is intended to communicate movement, speed, and the dynamic nature of our company. 
And he says, we know how to connect our customers in the global economy. Look with me at the purpose statement again. The word adults is often hidden in plain sight. NBC is an adult institution of higher education. The average age of our students is 39 years. The current enrollment by average age reveals that only 2.2% of our students fit the traditional college profile. Certainly this makes a convincing argument for consistency of purpose. We are an institution preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world. Now, to be effective in fulfilling our purpose as an institution, we must provide adults with an education that is accessible, affordable, accountable, and adaptable. Accessibility has been in our DNA since our conception. Dr. G.B. Williamson emphasized the need for a Nazarene Bible College when he said, a Bible college is needed to serve a segment of our youth and young adults which will not be reached by the present educational program. Perhaps Dr. Williamson was suggesting that a liberal arts education was not for everyone and was not available to all who felt a call to Christian ministry. Through the years, NBC has remained true to its purpose of making education accessible to adult students. In January of 2008, Dr. Jay Cleggy, who is Associate Vice President for Institutional Research at the University of Phoenix, consulted with the NBC Defining the Future Task Force. The University of Phoenix surveyed 25,000 adult students on what they preferred in working toward their degree. The top three responses were reasonable completion time, convenient time and location, and real-world faculty. It was interesting to note that accessibility was a priority to the adult students surveyed by the University of Phoenix. A key component of accessibility is innovative programs. Innovation has been a significant factor in our growth as an institution. Online education increased enrollment 53% between 1998 and 2005. In 2006, we added the Ministry Preparation Program and the Advantage Degree Completion Program, and enrollment increased 51%. In total, the three innovative programs have made education accessible to more people in more places at more times while increasing enrollment by 58%. Accessibility and innovation complement one another. It is nearly impossible to be accessible without being innovative. Affordability. In 1964, Dr. G.B. Williamson made this statement to the General Assembly of the Church of the Nazarene. There is a group who are excluded because of, ever, of the ever-mounting cost of a college education, even in the Church of the Nazarene. Again, I suggest that Dr. Williamson was referring to the cost of a liberal arts education. Nazarene Bible College has worked diligently to keep tuition as low as possible. Due to the broad support of the Church of the Nazarene, we are able to keep the tuition substantially lower than tuition at other private colleges and universities. Our tuition is below the mean among colleges of the Association for Biblical Higher Education. When compared to a Nazarene liberal arts college and university, our tuition is $10,000 a year less. This year, this year we are proposing a tuition increase of 3.8%, which is the smallest increase in 19 years. The tuition rate will go from 265 a credit hour to 275 a 
credit hour. We are committed to keeping an NBC education affordable by controlling costs, increasing scholarships, and raising endowments. Accountability. NBC is accountable to the Church of the Nazarene, the Board of Trustees, and the Associations of Accreditation. The elected Board of Trustees represents the interests of the Church of the Nazarene and provides institutional governance and support. We are thankful for the encouragement, guidance, and leadership the trustees give to NBC. Would you give them thanks and honor? Nazarene Bible College is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission, a commission of the North Central Association of Colleges and Schools, and the Commission on Accreditation of the Association of, for Biblical Higher Education. Accreditation is the primary means by which colleges assure quality to students and the public. Accreditation is required for access to federal funds such as student aid and other federal programs. Accreditation engenders private sector competence in the institution. Accreditation is important to students for a smooth transfer of courses and programs among colleges and universities. In 2007, NBC received renewal of accreditation for 10 years with the Commission on Accreditation of the Association for Biblical Higher Education. We are in the beginning stages of preparing a self-study for the renewal of our accreditation status with the Higher Learning Commission. Dr. Don Stelting is once again chairing this process. And I, I believe we're in good hands. I believe we're in good hands. Adaptability. Now, if you're counting the A's, we're at number four. And there were four A's. We live in a changing world. Thomas Friedman gives us insight into the changes that impact our culture in his book, The World is Flat 3.0. In 1991, the World Wide Web debuted, instantly bringing order and clarity to the chaos that was cyberspace. Within five years, the number of internet users jumped from 600,000 to 40 million. This development wired the whole world together. In 2004, more than 2 million children aged 6 through 17 had their own website. 29% of kids grades kindergarten through 3 had their own email addresses. While the web isn't everywhere, it's in all the flat places, and the flatness is spreading fast. But not only do we live in a changing world, we live in a changing culture. In The Shaping of Things to Come, authors Michael Frost and Alan Hirsch write, a church that is missional makes mission its priority and perpetually asks itself, what has call, God called us to be and do in our current cultural context? Now, what is our current cultural context? David Gushy of Baylor University Press gives insight into our current cultural context in an article entitled Post-Christendom Christianity. He suggests the claim that the United States is shifting into a post-Christendom phase is articulated as an observation of reality. This observation is supported by a variety of evidence. The claim is that we are moving to a society that is post-Christian. Whether it will turn out to be characterized by an established secularism or a multi-hued religious pluralism remains to be seen. So how we adapt to the changing world and our changing culture will greatly influence our future. If we are slow to adapt to these changes, we will face an uncertain future. Dr. Clegg said, organizations that don't adapt to their environment will cease to exist. So what is our environment? 82% of our students are affiliated with the Church of the Nazarene. 
Dr. Ken Crow recently met with the Defining the Future Task Force, and he made the following observations. The shortage of Nazarene pastors is greatest in the churches with fewer than 50 participants. And 41% of Nazarene congregations in the U.S. fit into this category. The financial viability of small congregations is an issue facing the Church of the Nazarene in the U.S. when 70% of our churches average less than 100 in attendance on a Sunday morning. And this statistic just, it grabbed my heart, to be honest with you. In 2001, 31% of Nazarene pastors in the United States had a salary and benefits package lower than the poverty level. So how do we adapt to these changing realities? Let me suggest to you a few thoughts. First, we begin by strategically envisioning ministry in the year 2020. What will the U.S. Church of the Nazarene look like in the year 2020? What will ministry in the U.S. Church of the Nazarene be like in 2020? Will the church raise up a generation of ministers specifically called for these ministry settings? Will we educate and resource dual career ministers for the church? Will we educate and resource lay ministers serving in settings where they already have an established vocation? In view of a changing society, will we discover creative ways to access our culture? Will the Christendom model of attractional ministry be effective in a post-Christian culture? Will NBC be equipped to strategically prepare adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to a post-Christian culture? I'm going to deviate here, Robert. Just hang on with me a minute. I don't think this is futuristic. The truth of the matter is, all you have to do is see what's happening in our culture today. In fact, you get a, you get a great lesson run, just driving around Colorado Springs. You know, we have been called the evangelical mecca for the U.S., and yet, as I drive across town, I see bumper stickers that say things like, a cross on one side and a, and, a, and a symbol of Islam on the other side of the bumper sticker, and these words in between, the two great enemies of peace. Or a bumper sticker that my wife saw just this week that said something like this, God, save me from your followers. The truth of the matter is what I'm talking about is not something that's going to happen in 2020. I'm afraid that we're playing catch up a little bit. It's just a reality that, that, that well, let me get back to my notes here, okay? It is crucial for an institution with the purpose of preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world to have a strategic vision for what future ministry will look like in this culture. Second, we adapt to our environment with a continued emphasis on strategic innovation. Friedman further suggests that successful companies live by these rules in a flat world. Whatever can be done will be done. The only question is whether it will be done by you or to you. Second, because we are in a world where whatever can be done will be done, the most important competition today is between you and your imagination. In 1967, when the college was founded, the mode of listening to music was the phonograph or the record player. If you had a desire to listen to Elvis Presley sing, He Touched Me, you would cue it up 
and listen to the LP on your phonograph. Do you remember that, some of you? In the 70s, now I know some of you would not care to listen to Elvis, but bear with me, I'm from Tennessee. In the 70s, you would listen to Elvis sing, He Touched You on your new 8-track player. In the 80s, you would have moved up to the cassette player. In the 90s, you would listen to Elvis and he touched me on a compact disc player. Today, you would go to iTunes and download Elvis and he touched me to your iPod. Since 1967, the music and the message remained the same. But with each innovation in technology, the delivery system has dramatically improved the quality of our hearing the music. Today, the phonograph and LP are collector's items. The A-track is in a museum. The cassette is fading fast. And the CD is a bit cumbersome for today's youth. In our world, strategic innovation, strategic innovation is optional only if you are comfortable being a collector's item or a display in a museum. Third, we adapt to our environment by strategic collaborations. Thomas Friedman writes, the best companies are the best collaborators. In the flat world, more and more business will be done through collaborations within and between companies. In October 2006, a missional review team from the Church of the Nazarene International Board of Education made a visit to our campus. Dr. Philly Chambo, regional education coordinator for Africa region, was a member of that team. He was caught up with our online education. During the Global Theology Conference in Holland, Dr. Chambo arranged a meeting with Principal Shangu and Academic Dean uh, Lockhart of Nazarene Theological College in Johannesburg, South Africa. Dr. Stelting and Dr. Phillips met with them. They invited Dr. Phillips to conduct an online workshop for NTC administrators and faculty. In July 2007, we entered into a collaborative partnership with Nazarene Theological College in Johannesburg, South Africa, and help them gain accreditation with the South African government to offer a Bachelor of Theology degree through distance education. Dr. Phillips and I recently returned from a trip to NTC where I spoke at their commencement, and we met with their Board of Trustees. While in South Africa, Dr. Chambo took Dr. Phillips to Swaziland for a meeting with the Teachers College, the Nursing College, and the Theological College. They are dreaming of expanding through online education. I thank God for this partnership and the opportunity to serve the Church of the Nazarene in Africa. In the fall of 2007, Dr. Phillips and I traveled to Trinidad and met with the administrators and faculty of Caribbean Nazarene College is, is that photo on, the, on there? Can you pick out Dr. Phillips in the crowd? <laughs> you, if you were having trouble, I mean, he's the guy in the middle there. <laughs> I had the privilege of speaking at their first faculty retreat in several years. We have a, a collaborative relationship uh, with them for some time now, and presently they have 50 of their students sitting in our classes. We met with some of their students as they sat in the common area with their laptops. Some were surfing YouTube. Some were playing music. Some were looking at digital pictures uh, downloaded to their computer. And some were actually studying. <laughs> While the web isn't everywhere, it is in all the flat places and the flatness is spreading fast. Although time does not permit me to elaborate, this year we have developed collaborative relationships with Olivet Nazarene University, Trevecca Nazarene University, the Salvation Army, 
and New Start Ministries. I am so humbled tonight to think of how God is using the little engine that could called Nazarene Bible College around the world. While in Africa, we were reminded of this proverb, if you want to travel fast, go alone. If you want to travel far, go together. At the close of the day, it is an extraordinary community of faith that makes Nazarene Bible College the effective, efficient, and exceptional place that it is. I am grateful for the devoted cabinet and administrators, a distinguished faculty. I'm going I'm to stop here and I'm going to come on here. Just hang on with me, Robert. Our faculty does not sit in the back row of any educational institution. They have a passion for what they teach. They love our students. And they're committed to our Lord. And not necessarily in that order. Where'd I quit, Robert? <laughs> Distinguished faculty and a dedicated staff and a determined student body. You are truly an extraordinary community of faith. And I am thankful to serve alongside of you. Well, Albert Hirschfeld was an American character artist. He was especially known for his drawings in the New York Times that portrayed show business personalities. Hirschfeld was noted for writing his daughter's name in every cartoon. Here we find uh, this cartoon of Fiddler on the Roof. Hidden in the plain sight is his daughter's name, Nina. Now, help me out. Is it Tevi? Well, I'm hearing it three or four different ways, so I guess any way we want to say it is that, right? If we go to the next slide, you'll, you can see it. You have to kind of turn this way. Oh, right there. And you can see Nina written on the sleeve. I'm reminded of the words of the Apostle Paul. You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. You see, blessings, blessings are often hidden in plain sight. And Packard suggests we don't dwell on them as often and as thoughtfully as we should. Look for the happy surprises, for they will help you to keep expressing proper gratitude to God all your days. Count your blessings. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself, and God our Father, who loved us by his grace, gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Respectfully submitted, Harold B. Graves, Jr. seated. Everyone except the Board of Trustees. <laughs> My old college roommate told me to do this. So you're standing because of Ken Carney tonight.
What is your pleasure? Say your second. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Dr. Harold Graves, thank you for a wonderful report. Would you like to join me one more time thanking this man for what he is doing for us? They tell us, you may be seated behind every great man, there's a great lady. Dr. Don Stelting, Jeanette's going to help me at this time. We're going to have Miss Cheryl come up. Doc, would you come up? We want to say to our president and to our first lady how much we appreciate not only his ministry, but her ministry. As a pastor for almost 30 years, I learned to listen to the people that I worked among. As a board of trustee member at Nazarene Bible College, I listened. I cannot tell you, Mr. President, how many people on your staff and in your cabinet have said to me personally, the election of Harold Graves as our president was a gift from God. We concur. We also understand that this lady makes great sacrifice for this, this college. And we want to say to you tonight, thank you for sharing your husband and thank you for your own personal ministry with us and to us. God bless you. We have something we want to give you just to say we love you and appreciate you. Stand with me for the benediction. Oh, gracious Father, thank you for those happy surprises. Thank you for what we've heard and experienced tonight. Thank you for the local, regional, national, global reach and impact of Nazarene Bible College. We've come here, Lord, and we've celebrated your presence. Now, Lord, we ask you to go with us, pour your spirit upon us, and lead this school and continue your favor upon us. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, the sweet communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit, now rest, rule, and abide with us now and forevermore. And may all the people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.